Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. Wow, Doug, we are continuing this season with such an amazing lineup. I tell you, I don't know if I ever told you, but number two is my favorite number. Oh, okay? yeah? Yep. I had number two <laughs> on every baseball jersey I ever had. And today, we have two phenomenal guests, okay? Absolutely. From two different organizations that basically work together yep. from all ends. From the employer who maybe has no skills to maybe wanting to improve skills and get to a different level to an organization that, hey, connects them with employers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today we have Keith Lashiner, the executive director of Cleveland Builds and one of the board co-chairs, Tim Linville. Welcome, guys. Thank you. And a very impressive introduction there. Yeah. (laughs) We've worked on it a little bit together over the years. You were Jeter before Jeter. I think I was, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going to go somewhere else with the number two, but Uh, I was like, "Eh, he's going to start off already with that, with plumbing. I think one of our sound effects should be a toilet flushing. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we need. (laughs) Well, this is really fun and really excited. So, you know, before we dive in to get to learn a little bit more about Cleveland Builds, um, you know, can you take some time to give us a little bit of your bio, who you are? Are what you do. So Keith, let's kick it off with you, please. Yeah, I am, as you mentioned, the executive director for Cleveland Builds. And I come to that position from uh, really from a secondary education background, worked about the first 15 years of, of my career in secondary education, first six years at my high school alma mater, uh, next nine years at a school called St. Martin de Porres High School. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll skip ahead about four or five, five years. <laughs> the, the thing that really direct me, directly led me to uh, this position is the work that I was doing with the Friends of Max Hayes High School. And mm. I continue to, to do that work. Uh, but that was really my first direct foray into kind of direct workforce development. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Tim, can you uh, take us through a little bit of your background? Sure. Well, I'm um, originally from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, and married into Ohio, the Cleveland All area. Right. Live on the west side of Cleveland uh, for the last 20 years and have been at CEA, Construction Employers Association, for the last 12 years since 2010. CEA is a 106-year-old trade association for contractors mm. in the commercial, industrial, heavy highway um, industries of construction. And uh, we're here to serve contractors and the owners of construction companies that are out there uh, making it work every day. That's CEA's mission is to serve those companies. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And almost the exact same timeline as how long Odie's been around. So yeah, really pretty impressive. So so Keith, can you um, talk about Cleveland Builds? What is it about Cleveland Builds and how did it start? So we, uh, we, we started this thing basically in there was a lot of legwork up to this point, but basically sure. started it in March of 2020. Uh, Great timing. Awesome, <laughs> right. awesome timing for a, a new organization. So didn't get a whole lot done in sure. those those, uh, those first days. And uh, you know, I, I 
things obviously got got put on hold for a little while. But basically, we've been running our, our program since about August of, of 2021. Uh, that's when we hosted our first apprenticeship readiness program. I came on board officially in, in May of 2021. So we, okay. we kind of hit the ground running. We had sure. a, we had to run a run a class and stand up a class very, very quickly. And that very first class was actually hosted at uh, one of your very close partners at, at the, the Plumbers Apprentice Training Center. Oh, yeah, great. Oh. Uh, at the local 55? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, with, uh, with Jason Shank and, and Doreen mm-hmm. Cannon kind of leading the, the charge there and bringing folks in from, from other trades also to, to assist with it. Uh, but since that point, we've hosted now six apprenticeship readiness programs and placed uh, close to 50 individuals in, into the trades, uh, 11 different trades. Actually, um, need to uh, up, update that in, in my mind because I just found out yesterday that we've got a uh, our very first pipe fitter. So we're, uh, we're oh, up, great. Up, up to 12 at, at this point in time. So very, very excited uh, about that. And it requires a ton of relationship building with all the apprentice training centers. And, uh, you know, obviously with the, the contractors that, that employ those sure. apprentices and uh, employ union tradespeople. So in addition to the apprenticeship readiness program, which is a very important programmatic component of, of what we do, we're also just getting out to, to high schools and uh, getting in front of as many young people as, as we can to spread the word about the opportunities that exist in, in the trades. Um, and, and really, to, we have to educate educators too, educate yeah, parents, uh, educate those adult influencers to let them know that you know, college may be the right fit for a lot of folks, and I don't discourage anyone from going that path. Uh, and, you know, certainly I, I mentioned already that that was a part of my, my work history. Sure. A lot of the students from St. Martin were first-generation college students. Um, but a lot of the students also started college, and for whatever reason, uh, you know, it wasn't the right fit for, sure. for them. Sure. And I felt like, uh, and I'm not disparaging the work that we did at, at St. Martin or the work that's that's happening there now. But I felt in a lot of ways like we were caught flat-footed when, when somebody didn't make it yeah, through absolutely. And, and earn that bachelor's degree. And probably what we could have done is, is directed them to, to opportunities in the trades, um, maybe even proactively, sure. you know, but before they even, even gave college a, a try. And it, it would have been a better fit for some of the individuals that we had, we, we had worked with. We couldn't agree more. We think that that conversation around the dinner table, around in a counselor's office, um, just knowing what your options are is something that we're trying to push for and advocate for in that it doesn't always have to be college. At least show all the options and a way that you can continue to advance your career, your learnings, um, and continue to provide. So I think it's a, a great program. Can you talk just real quickly on the apprentice ready uh, readiness program? Mm-hmm. What does that entail? If someone's trying to understand how would I get into or what is that um, – how does that fit? Yeah, so how do you get into it? You just go to clevelandbuilds.com. There's a career seekers button right at the, the top of the screen. You click on that and you provide us with some basic information and one of our team members will give you a call probably within, you know, 24 working hours. Sure. Oh, over the weekend, we may not call yeah, you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get in touch very, very quickly. The, the classes are really efficient and um, we're really not, we're not trying to help somebody necessarily to develop all the skills they're ever going to need. Sure. We're trying to get somebody to work. Sure. Uh, we're, we're trying to get somebody into a position where they can get paid 
better than they're getting paid right now. Mm -hmm. Most of our folks tend to be what we might describe as underemployed, uh, not necessarily unemployed. Uh, they've worked a job. Sure. Um, you know, maybe in retail, maybe kind of an Amazon job. Uh, maybe they're making $14, $15, $16 an hour. No benefits, though, and the work's not, you know, not terribly fulfilling. Sure. And so we find that those folks, you know, maybe they're between the age of 25 and, and 34. Mm -hmm. um, not that we limit ourselves to, sure. to that age range, but that tends to be our, our target market. Um, and bring them into to our program, educate them a little bit about what all the trade opportunities are. We work with about 18 different trades, uh, talk with them about how they would access an apprenticeship because mm -hmm. the, the process itself can be a little bit confusing. Sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you, it, it helps to know somebody to, to yeah, get in. Absolutely. And, and so we're that somebody. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you know Cleveland Builds, it's very very helpful to to getting young folks in into a union. Uh, one of the guys that I I worked with uh, last year was happened to be a college graduate. You know, went went through Cleveland State and you know was successful there, but decided he wasn't going to be fulfilled with the opportunities that existed for sure. him. And he yeah. said, you know, I'd like to be a carpenter. I've been trying to do that on on my own and figure out how to get in, and I haven't I haven't figured it out. Right. So I said, well, you know, John, come come on into our program. We'll work with you. And, uh, you know, if you do everything the right way, sure. we'll get you placed. And so now he, he's he's in the Carpenters Union and, and oh, that's building awesome. a Fantastic. successful career. Um, so, you know, basically to get back to the nuts and bolts of what the ARP looks like, uh, it's six evenings, about 30 contact hours, a little bit of safety, uh, introducing individuals to the different opportunities in the trades. We try to do some hands-on training at a couple of the mm -hmm. different apprentice centers. Um, a couple of things that we're achieving with that. One, we want to see these show up, uh, sure. do you show up on time uh, with a good attitude. And then we get to see, you know, are, are you somebody who's willing to, to work? Um, and for almost every person that we work with, they have next to no experience. Sure. Uh, so we want to see, are you willing to, to learn by making mistakes? Sure. That's kind Teachable. of teachable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, some people stand back and they're afraid to, to make mistakes. And so they don't get involved. That's probably not going to make a very good apprentice. Sure. Um, you've got to get in there, mix it up a little bit and, um, and not be afraid to make mistakes. The, best trainers that we work with. And we really do try to, uh, you know, set our, our participants up with really good trainers, um, the, the journey people that they're going to be working with. They remember what it was like to be an apprentice. Sure. They remember <laughs> what it was like to, you know, not know what you're doing and uh, to make tons of mistakes, but to learn from, from those yeah. mistakes. Sure. Uh, one of the guys that uh, Tim and I work really closely with is, is our director of training and placement, AC Fenderson. He was a cement mason for 20 years, and he said he wore more concrete home than he laid <laughs> sure. in his, his first couple of years. I bet. And uh, so that makes him a good trainer. Yeah, that's yeah. a great summary, especially for those that are trying to understand how maybe Cleveland Builds could be a good fit for them. So I want to flip it to the other side. And Tim, let's talk about how companies and individuals, you know, kind of benefit from the important work that Cleveland Build does. Yeah, absolutely. So CA is an association of companies in the construction industry, and everybody is short on people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just construction. Everybody knows all industries are short on people. Yep. Big time for us, not only because of the societal, nation, national issues that everybody's having, but also because of the disinvestment in 
trades education within public schools and private schools over the last 20, 30 years. Right. No more shop classes, et cetera. Everybody's, everybody's kind of heard that by now. But it's coming to roost in mm-hmm. our industries. Um, so the way Cleveland Builds helps employers is they can trust Cleveland Builds staff uh, mm-hmm. because the staff comes from the industry. AC has been in the industry 20-plus years. Um, the trainers, the mentors that we have hired for Cleveland Builds have been in the industry for, for enough years to have the credibility already with our employer base. And our employer base already shares a workforce. We share the union trades workforces of all the 18 different trades. So they're used to using a central hub of manpower sure. um, to get their people. And so to have someone that's from that uh, co- uh, that ecosystem already right. that already has the credibility themselves to be able to vouch for someone else to say this kid or this young man or woman is a great candidate. That's gold. Oh, slam dunk, to, right? To have yeah. a referral from somebody you trust is gold. And that's what Cleveland Builds is uh, unique. And in terms of any workforce development provider that's out there, um, apart from the union apprenticeships themselves, Cleveland Builds is not only a hub to every single apprenticeship, but has the credibility to vouch for somebody either for an employer to hire directly with some of the trades or for a union referral hall to, to be able to put into their system. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I want to talk a little bit too about um, not only on the employer side, but then even kind of the different generations that we have, you know, the statistics coming out about Gen Z and how much there is that disconnect. And you touched on that from, you know, no longer having shop within the schools and exposure to it. You know, where do you think that major, you know, disconnect is? And do you have any thoughts about how we can as a community rally around to make that connection better for them? Well, we're doing our best. Um, I think the disconnect, I mean, if you don't know about, if you don't know a friend or a family member or a mentor who has some connection to our industry, mm-hmm. how would you even know there's such thing as a glazier, for, a glazier, for instance? Right. Sure. Or the difference between an iron worker and a steel worker. Um, steel worker is not construction. That's inside of a factory somewhere. Um, glazier is a glass worker. Uh, not many people know that word. Sure. Um, there's, there's other trades that uh, you probably to do a quiz and ask your listeners who could name the 18 different trades that Keith referred to. I might do okay in that one. I might. Yeah. You probably do a lot better than I would. I'll I'll cheat off of Keith. (laughs) (laughs) But, but on our website, clevelandbills.com, all that information is there. Yeah. So that's our mission is to be the central hub to connect mentors, leaders, um, influencers, as Keith mentioned, students themselves, the young um, people themselves, mm-hmm. to all the different options because most people don't even know what they are. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Catherine. This is like a three-episode guest thing here, so I'm just <laughs> going to make this short. I do recommend, though, that you visit both of the websites for these folks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was scanning through them, and I'll be honest with you, it was like 40 minutes later, and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I was on here for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I do have a couple questions. So people come to you, they look for opportunities, okay? Do you offer the same opportunities or same resources out there to allow women to become interested in, in joining? You know, uh, what, sure. what do you do to say, hey, this could be for you also? Mm-hmm. Keith? Roughly a third of our participants have, have been women, and, and right. uh, we're really proud of that. Yeah, that that's fact. awesome. I, I think within the industry, it's about 8% uh, na- nationally, so mm. we're obviously exceeding that. Uh, when we were 
off mic, uh, before we, we started the, the podcast, I mentioned that we've recently brought on Doreen Cannon. Yeah, who's, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously an experienced tradesperson and a, a leader of the, the Cleveland tradeswomen. Absolutely. Uh, so we brought in Doreen with her, you know, 25 years of, of plumbing experience and really relationship building experience. And that that's going to be key for us. Uh, what I didn't mention is we also brought on a, a carpenter with about 20 years of, of experience and her name is Darlene Glass. Mm. Um, I tried to get Darlene and Doreen to change one of them to change their names. <laughs> they seem partial to those names, so they didn't bite on, on that. But um, but we're really excited. Darlene has worked with us previously to, That's great. to do some some training. Um, and what I really like about the mix that we're, we're starting to establish is, you know, I I came to the super green. I, I really don't know the, I didn't know the construction space sure. 18 months ago. Uh, I've learned a lot. I still have a lot to learn. Uh, but Darlene is a carpenter. AC was a uh, cement mason. I was like doing the past tense on AC because it, it riles them up. <laughs> and uh, Doreen is a plumber. Um, yes. So, you know, we've, we're covering some of the, the different trades and, and getting to a lot of those relationships that uh, that are so important throughout mm-hmm. the, the industry. Uh, as Tim was talking, I was thinking about the fact that you know, one of our, I guess, sort of taglines that, that we use is industry-led and worker-centered. Mm. And both of those things are very, very important to us. Uh, you know, about half of our board members are you know, kind of chosen by by Tim and, and our contractors and uh, kind of management folks. And the other half are chosen by Dave Wondolowski of the Trades Council and their, their labor folks. Sure. Um, so we're getting really good advice as, as we go through the, the process and we can tap into the, to the resources of those members. Uh, and then the worker centered piece is, um, you know, just a, a passion, I think for, for all of us, we really want the young people that we work with to experience success. Sure. Um, and in addition, Doug to the, you know, roughly third of the, the folks that we work with are women. Um, we're also bringing in, you know, probably between 70 and 80% of our participants have been people of color, uh, mostly African American. Um, and, you know, so we're, uh, we're providing opportunities where, you know, maybe those opportunities weren't always extended in, in our sure. industry. And so we're excited about that. Yeah. One last thing, Catherine, I, I also appreciate the fact that there is such good collaboration between these two entities here. Yeah. You know, like you said, as I was reading through just briefly, you know, the communication between both of them allow for that successful growth of that employee to help that contractor then hire those successful people to make them even more successful. Yeah, Doug, we talk about this almost every season. Can you imagine when you had your own business, if you had resources like this to help you? I mean, it would be just unbelievable. The only resource I had was my mom telling me, oh, yes, better work. (laughs) (laughs) And it did. Uh, Fortunately for me, it did. Um, so, you know, Tim, when can we talk a little bit about um, what industries and companies, you know, companies like Odie, what mm-hmm. can we do? How can we be a part of helping the initiative and helping support this cause? Because as much as it's important to, um, you know, all these different groups, uh, brands and businesses that supply the goods um, for this industry, it's really important for us as well. Oh, I appreciate it. And this podcast featuring the program is is helping the program spread the word. So any other channels you have to spread the word about Cleveland Bills, it's a resource for folks to go and get information and to have mm-hmm. a starting point to enter into the trades. 
um, spread the word, uh, help us spread the word. Obviously, we're uh, not obviously, but C th- um, Cleveland Builds is a 501c3 charitable organization. So it depends on contributions from the industry in almost, well, almost exclusively. We do get some government grants, but the industry sure. supports Cleveland Builds on a sustainable basis. So any kind of support that could be generated out of this conversation would be awesome. Um, the hands-on materials that you guys have for the plumbing aspect yeah. would be cool. I don't know if there's an opportunity for one of our uh, classes to have some kind of hands-on aspect, but yeah, that'd be neat. Absolutely. To, uh, I mean, I, you know, from donating product to, um, someone who has uh, been in the trades for a very long time, leading them in some, you know, why are we talking welding? a lot about old today? Okay. Very long <laughs> time over 50, you know, I think there's something going sometimes, on here right now. Sometimes you claim that. So, uh, but you know, by, uh, someone taking them through, um, how to solve it weld and the techniques mm-hmm. behind it, either providing the product or doing that here at Odie university, we'd love to have and support you guys that way. So absolutely count lovely. on it. And any of your employer listeners, a contractor listeners that need folks from, from the, um, Chris Sabraco trade yes. industry, Chris Sabraco, that'd be you. <laughs> We're calling you Chris. Yeah. There's a link <laughs> on the website. <laughs> There's a, uh, a way on the website for employers to get in touch with Cleveland bills too. And say, Hey, I need people. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, we, we can tackle a handful of those things. So, um, Catherine, there, if I might, yeah. uh, you know, one thing that I think is really important is that we're all kind of singing the same tune. Absolutely. Um, you know, for, for so long and I've, you know, I've confessed my sins to, to Tim that I was absolutely a part of the college for, for all movement, but that was really, you know, I, I think a decades long kind of mantra for, mm-hmm. for a lot of folks. And, you know, now I've, I've, I think it's still wonderful if, if people want to get secondary, uh, post-secondary education. But I also think that, you know, these, these careers really do pay well. Mm-hmm. They offer fantastic benefits. I have the best benefits I've ever had <laughs> uh, being on the, the bricklayers plan. And these careers are really fulfilling. Sure. Something Tim and I talk about as, as you know, non-trades people is kind of the the jealousy that we have in a a certain way about the folks who have worked in the trades and they can drive around town and say, I helped build that. I helped build that. I helped make that happen. And I can't even imagine, I mean, you know, I pound a couple nails in and I'm quite proud of that. (laughs) I I can't imagine how trades people feel when when they really, you know, look and say, I helped build a city. Yeah, I, I absolutely. help build such important structures for our community. You'll find that uh, most technicians, okay, they take pride in what they're doing because at the end they can see those accomplishments and then other people see those accomplishments and then it makes them more want it to create more accomplishments. Um, sorry, Catherine, I'm moving my head over here. You're fine. <laughs> the, uh, so I, I think I think there is that fulfillment. There's that pride. And you'll find that the majority of technicians, they're not just out there to collect the paycheck. They're taking pride in what they're doing. And then that just cascades down. Mm-hmm. So everybody that they mentor at a later date, they take that same pride. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk future. What do you think is on the horizon five, 10 years from now in the trades? You know, do you see that there is a movement and a wave with people having this conversation? And, you know, how, you know, like we talked about, you know, business obviously prepare, but what do you see happening in the next five to 10 years? Uh, I know, where's your crystal ball, right? Is right. the next question. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a guess. But what we see already happening is a ton of focus being put on the trades right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, the government has certain allocations of, of budgetary space for training people into the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, the organized union trades have been al- funding themselves for years, for decades. And that's part of the system. Most people think of it as quote unquote union training. Mm-hmm. But those, those apprenticeship programs were put in place by contractors with the help of unions. Mm. Uh, they're half managed by contractors. Because um, it's their, them that are benefiting from the training programs. They get a trained workforce from the apprenticeship program. So they govern half of those uh, boards. Each of those boards are governed half by contractors, which is what we do. We appoint those contractors to manage those training programs. Now, um, the federal government and lots of states of, as well are trying to fund programs because obviously most of the country is not unionized. Mm-hmm. And, and those unaffiliated contractors don't have a system like we have in, in our, in our industry. Sure. So now they're getting public assistance to get back up to speed. Um, we as an organization will, uh, utilize some of that grant dollars, some of those grant dollars to get, to increase our organization, but our apprenticeship programs have been doing it all along and sure. have a funding model in place that's supported by, companies like yours building with our contractors who mm-hmm. pay into the system that supports the whole ecosystem. One of the things that I, that I um, wonder about and c- kind of concerned about with our, with our just the national model, mm-hmm. there's so much, so many YouTube videos on how to do this and that. Oh, sure. And you know, Home Depot <laughs> and, and Lowe's are, are you know, bigger than any supply house that is out there for contractors. But I worry about it because I do my own work sometimes, and it always is pretty bad uh, when I do my work. And I'm worried about, like, in a few years or in a couple generations, you're going to sell these houses having been done, all the work has been done by do-it-yourselfers from <laughs> Home Depot. And, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to buy those houses in the future. So. Sure, yeah. There's a wide range out there. And we, we talk about this with our ambassador program and, you know, the work in the community they build on social media and then also those that are out there that are trying to do their jobs as well. You know, there's a time and place for yeah. DIY and got a clogged toilet or need to make a simple repair. But, you know, there is that time where you're like, no, we need to call in the professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Right. So one of the, one of the after effects I think of the disinvestment in the trades over the last 30 years is going to filter down to this kind of home repair and home repair and remodeling. Mm. It, people aren't available to do that kind of work in a professional way because they haven't been brought into the system with career sustaining jobs. Um, Very interesting. Ahead yeah. Of time. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of fundamentals that lead you to being the great technician that you hope to be someday. Mm-hmm. Everybody that ever worked for me, the first tool they ever learned how to use was the broom. Mm-hmm. Because without a clean, <laughs> without a clean job site, you know, I got some safety issues. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. Yep. So as we kind of wrap things up, I want to ask uh, one question to both of you. Um, so we'll start, um, Keith. What? do you dream is the impact of Cleveland Builds? You know, when you're often retired and when you look back, what do you hope that that impact is? All right. Uh, <laughs> as an almost 50-year-old gentleman myself. I, uh, <laughs> Thanks for joining the club. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I, you know, I, I get really excited about the young people that we, mm-hmm. we place in, in jobs um, and careers, really, and, and you know, I'd, I'd love to, when I'm retired in you know, 20 years or so, I'd love to be 
seeing those folks kind of wrapping up their careers in, sure. in the field and knowing that they were able to, you know, buy a home, uh, maybe the first home that has ever been purchased in their, their family, uh, knowing that they're going to have um, and have earned a secure retirement. Um, and, you know, knowing that they had a really rewarding and, and fulfilling career and they're probably, you know, boring family members to, to <laughs> tears with, with stories about, you know, what, what they did yeah. uh, to, to build the community. So, um, and I really am a very Cleveland focused person too. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very hopeful that, um, you know, some of what Tim was just talking about that, you know, that we can establish a, a really great workforce development ecosystem um, that, you know, kind of, I think we've got a unique opportunity right now with some of the federal dollars that, that are flowing in, into our community here. And if we can do this the, the right way in Cleveland and, and Cuyahoga County and, and adjacent counties, uh, I really think we can, can have folks who are doing really fulfilling work for decades to, to yeah. come. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts. That's probably is my favorite part about being involved with Cleveland Builds is the personal stories that we have a, a family of a father, his wife, and their son, all three mm. gone through Cleveland Builds and gotten jobs in the trades. So very cool. Just wow. Transformed the life of a whole family. Yeah, for sure. So same thing for you. How, you know, what do you dream is the impact of this organization? Transforming lives mm-hmm. of, of people that live in greater Cleveland, um, their, their family and community sustaining careers that we're giving people access to and they've never had it before. So it's just very cool to watch people better themselves, better the families. And by virtue of that, bettering their communities mm-hmm. they're living in yeah. and getting skills into the hands of, of people that live in greater Cleveland, that's going to benefit the whole region because things are going to be built better. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you both. This has been such a great um, opportunity and honor to have you on The Fix. Um, We look forward to supporting um, your project and your organization and how you guys continue to move forward. Obviously, um, with Odie being here for the same uh, over 100 years and Cleveland uh, native and staying in Cleveland, uh, you know, we look to always partner with those that are here. So thank you both. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having us. And thanks for everything that Odie does to provide opportunities for for young people I, I mentioned my connection to max hayes earlier and i'm aware that yeah you all have have helped some max hayes students get their start and actually we have um students that come in from st martin to poor as well oh, cool. had a couple on my marketing team one year so oh. yeah it's a great opportunity so always looking just as everyone else is we're always looking for help and looking to partner so, thank you thank you thanks for joining us on this episode of the fix Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix@od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.